Welcome to the FFI Practitioner Podcast. Today we're pleased to feature Pilar Marquez, Associate Professor of Strategy and Family Business at the University of Girona in Spain. She is the first author of the September 22 Family Business Review article entitled, A Family Imprinting Approach to Nurturing Willing Successors, Evidence from Centennial Family Firms. Family Business Review was the first scholarly journal to be published in the field of family enterprise and is part of the research branch of FFI. Welcome to Pilar Marquez. So let's begin with a definition of imprinting and how it applies to the family firms, Pilar. Well, imprinting is the process of influencing family members as regards to some positioning or filling uh, with the family business. In our case, it is influencing the willingness of the next generation to engage in the family business. The logic of imprinting is that uh, there are some influences that result in some imprints or marks, such as values or motivations, that uh, may be strong enough and persistent over time to condition the decisions of uh, the next generation. In the work you're doing, in the article you're doing, you refer to imprinting on, quote, siblings. So let's clarify what you mean by siblings in this context, if we can. Yeah, with siblings, we mean the next generation of family members. Uh, in this article, we consider the multiple influences that a set of siblings is subject to. This means that the, this uh, group of uh, people, they are influenced by several sources, of, uh, such as the predecessors the, uh, in the family business, who normally are from the previous generation, but also from other members of the previous generation, the current generation, the business itself, schools and other institutions, organizations. Is this a conscious effort to quote-unquote imprint something and some value system, or is it almost uh, osmosis, you know, something that sort of just happens naturally, or is it a combination of the two? It is a combination of the two, and I would say that probably the unconscious part or the spontaneous one is the more influencing. Parents imprint children, especially when they are young, by means of unplanned influence, such as how their parents communicate in the family and about how they communicate about their job, about their family business. Mm -hmm. But also they are taking decisions that influence children very much. You know, they plan their schools, they plan their extra school activities, their leisure options, etc. There's always the issue where you've got four or five children in the family and uh, three out of the five are following the steps that we expect them to maybe one or two go in a completely different direction. And what role does imprinting have in that case? And how do, how do we explain how imprinting might impact the, the outlier, if you will? Following our imprinting view, we could find several explanations for this. Imagine that the fourth or the youngest son, who is six years younger than his youngest sibling and 12 years younger than her, than his older sibling, imagine that, well, this, this person is influenced by, by his parents, the predecessor in the family business probably, and the previous generation. And this influence is different because uh, his parents have a different maturity. They're, they are older than and then what they were for the first son. And they have been even affected by some disruptive events in their life, maybe some health issues, maybe their marriage has not gone well, maybe there is a second marriage. And times have changed for six years or for 12 years. Things might be slightly or very different. 
this the behavior of parents is consciously and unconsciously influencing uh, their son in general and also as it relates to family businesses. Imagine also that uh, this son is going to a different school from the previous, from, uh, from the other siblings, and has different experiences in leisure, hobbies, complementary activities. Uh, this person maybe likes music or likes traveling or whatever, and might get a scholarship somewhere else, and eventually he decides to have a different career related to music, cinema, or whatever. We don't want to ignore social media and all the impact of all that. How does that affect the imprinting in families these days? Social media probably uh, provides a, a different context for younger siblings in comparison to older, younger children in comparison to older ones. And probably they, they, they introduce more sources of influence that may introduce variety in 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 children no? among siblings. Uh, the idea of our study is that it seems that the family influence uh, itself has quite a strong quite, quite a strong effect on siblings increasing or decreasing the, the likelihood that they are willing to join the family business or not. So in spite of the individual differences we find some commonalities within uh, within families. So let's talk about the mechanisms of imprinting and uh, how families can learn how to use them effectively to bring about success in the family business. We explored mechanisms, uh, asking directly the next generation about which were the main influences, and also we asked the predecessors about uh, this topic. And uh, th there is a variety of mechanisms. I would say that most of them are relatively emerging and spontaneous, including the effect of the, the of the father figure as a role model, father or mother figure as a role model, or being mentors or being using persuasion to 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 help their children decide or to to try to guide their children towards some direction. But also encouraging some education relevant to the family business is a mechanism that we found. Also to sort of predicate past entrepreneurial stories or models. And, and then we find also things happening to, to the next generation, like the time expanded in the family business while they were very young, children or adolescents or if later they had a work experience in the family business, or if later they have work experiences outside the family businesses. All these things condition, some of them positively and some of them negatively, the willingness to, to, to be a successor in the family business. And then there is also uh, things that parents tend to, tend to do, or at least predecessors do, like facilitating or not, or discouraging the entrance uh, in the family business, or things that they have been doing all their uh, all the time they have been raising their children, like supporting the diversity, supporting the, their entrepreneurial spirit, or their like um, achieving their own goals. Is it safe to say that parents or predecessors, as you say, who are positive and are giving and are reaching out to their families? generally imprinting works better in that regard? I would say that parents or predecessors, normally parents, uh, who, are, who leave the family business positively uh, as a job, as a, as a mission in their life, as a thing that helps them uh, grow and also it's compatible with the needs of the family, I think that they, will come, they, are, they become more successful in imprinting because uh, 
I think that what we found is that the um, willing successors were people who were feeling positive about the family business, that felt that there was a project there, there was a legacy to preserve, and that they could be happy or relatively happy there. We'd love you to comment on, on the findings from your article. Quote, when families' motivation for imprinting their siblings is focused on family business preservation, promoting entrepreneurship among their siblings, the likelihood of willing successors is higher. When their motivation for imprinting is based on values promoting free will of siblings, the likelihood of willing successors is lower. Comment, if you will. Yes. What we find in our research is that in some families there, there are more candidates to be successors in the family firms and more, or more candidates to join the family businesses in different ways. And uh, in these families what we find is that the previous generation was uh, had um, a motivation for influencing their children uh, very much focused on the family business. So the family business had an import, was important, was relatively positive, was uh, a challenge for their children. And uh, not exactly the same, but in some other cases, parents or predecessors were more like more open, promoting not only uh, their children to be uh, positive about the family business, but to be positive about being entrepreneurs. To be, they were motivating them to take risks, to uh, to uh, engage in new uh, in new uh, in new projects that maybe they could be added to the existing family f business or they, they could be different. And in this second case also, uh, there was quite a, an important amount of candidate uh, children not to be successors in the family firm. But on the contrary, in the, other in, the, in the last case, there were some parents who said, well, we don't want to influence our, chil our children so much as regards to their future. We don't want them uh, to be forced to, to, to be continuing the family business. We are promoting that they follow their calling, their different calling, so their free will. In these cases, they were encouraging children to engage in other trainings, to follow their vocation, their dream, or whatever. And in these cases, it was difficult to find successors. Mm. Okay, so then, then they needed extra strategies to convince some of their children to join the family business. Indeed, and uh, as we know, all people are unique, all families are unique, and it poses a challenge for advisors, but how can advisors incorporate the research on imprinting and, and bring about more success in the family business for the family? Um, with our paper, what we propose is a, a process approach to understand a little bit uh, how how this influence on, on on children is happening. We identify the sources of imprints, the motivations behind imprinting, the mechanisms used, the timing of such influence, the resulting imprints in terms of values and motivation, and eventually the likelihood of willing successors. I think that only understanding these processes may understand why your siblings are willing to join or not your family business and this is a step, this is something which is interesting for you as a predecessor or for a coach or uh, a, a consultant who's helping you but uh, even more it's more interesting probably to be able to un understand this process so that you can prevent uh, a bad result from this process. If you are willing to, to have more candidates to be willing successors, then you can manage a little bit this process so that the likelihood of having candidates increases. I mean, 
I say that you can manage this process a little bit because I don't think that this process has to be like manipulated and used to an extreme that the, the, that your children has no more choice than right. following the that continuing the family business. But being conscious of, of the influence of predecessors, parents, and and of all the experiences that children have that have an influence on their future may allow you to even to be to be uh, optimizing a little bit more their processes and help them follow uh, the path that you think it's better for them. It might be the family business, which we like a lot, but it may be also something different. It's not the only path. You are quite excited about this research and the work and the paper and all the uh, possible promise. Share with us a little bit about why you're so excited about yeah. this. Well, I think that uh, we made uh, uh, we made a paper which is both theoretically interesting and also uh, maybe interesting for practice. And uh, it tells us a little bit uh, uh, some differences um, between family firms, uh, communalities within a, a, a family firm, a family in the base, in business, but also it explains a little bit the heter heterogeneity within the same family, the same family business. So I think it has some very good things that are very much appreciated in the in the field. Talking about the heterogeneity of family firms, but also at the same time talking about communalities, homogeneity, and it's it's uh, it's nice to see how these companies survive over generations because something that I didn't say, these companies were more than 100 years old, so we thought that they were doing something well. The, the ones you researched? Yes. Yeah. They were doing something well so that they were surviving so many years, and which was in, indeed the motivation of our research, you know, understanding more why these companies were surviving. The more advisors understand the mechanisms in general, the better they can dispense yeah. advice and hopefully help. And they can help families uh, design the futures of their children better, design the futures that are more uh, increasing the, the likelihood that, that, that uh, children are willing to be successors without forcing them to be successors. Pilar, thank you again for your hard work and for sharing it with us today. We appreciate it. Thanks to you for listening to me and giving me the opportunity to explain my research. Our thanks once again to Pilar Marquez for this conversation about how and why families may nurture the willingness of their children to engage in the family business. FFI's mission is to be the global network of thought leaders in the field of family enterprise. To learn more about the Family Business Review and FFI membership, go to www.ffi.org. For more FFI practitioner podcasts and articles, or to submit one of your own, go to ffipractitioner.org. I'm Jordan Rich. Thanks for listening.